0: Ladies and gentlemen, only the best internet radio station <laughs> in the world. Ooh yeah! No, the universe. Dakota iRadio Network. Backed by popular demand. Woo. Now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. I'm <laughs> your DJ. DJ Barbecue. Has done over 400 events. Ooh yeah!
1: Five, four, three, two, one.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air. Uh, let's get ready to <laughs> This is Uncut Live, and I'm DJ Barbecue. Powered by Kback.rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com. Get tickets and feel the excitement. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue Our brothers from another mother. They make barbecue so good, mm-hmm. they'll put a smile on your face. And Remedy Brewing Company, it's the remedy for what ails you. We had so much content that we had to do two parts. That's right, everybody, a two-part episode. Our first one that you just heard about, we talked a little bit about how we got his start and how he ended up getting the idea of doing the Chris Bleet Show on YouTube. We go into a little more detail in this next part, part two. Without further ado, here's Chris Van Bleet. Gentlemen, let's go. Uh, so, like, like, okay, we, we we asked that you know the odd question. Uh, so go now. You're you've been uh, doing interviews for AEW now. You you broke the news a uh, couple months, few months ago, that you were all elite. You had the picture. You had you know sitting there with TNT. Uh, what is that like?
1: It's been so cool, man. Um, it's been a it's been a dream come true, really, to uh, you know be involved in some sort of really small way but you know to be involved in the show at all has been awesome so i've been on two episodes uh, you know as we sit here right now um both of my i've been trying to do these interviews live on tnt and both of them have been interrupted uh the first time my interview with kevin james and jason muse was interrupted by which was epic um,
0: i have to say that that was, epic. <laughs> that silent, was so cool silent bomb
1: such <laughs> <laughs> so great guys too we, we talked backstage uh we're such good guys but uh It got uh, interrupted by Helico and Jack Evans, and I tried to interview the legendary Rock and Roll Express a few weeks ago in Charleston, uh, um, West Virginia, and that got interrupted when uh, Fantana and Ortiz came out and beat them up and came very close to trying to beat me up. Um, It's really cool, though, like to be able to, you know, these are people that I've I've idolized, you know, and I grew up watching Chris Jericho and, you know, Cody Rhodes was an interview I did at WrestleMania 27 when he would still have the dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick and the broken nose and was wearing the face protector. Like these are people I looked up to, and now to be able to work alongside them, you know, on a couple of shows here, has been a really, really cool experience. And you know, I just think that whatever whatever's going on in the wrestling world, I think we can attribute a lot of it to AEW. There's a real renewed excitement. Um, in the wrestling world both for wrestlers and for fans right here in 2019 and i think a lot of it's due to what aew is doing so i'm I'm just super excited as a fan um to be watching all this unfold too
0: um i i have to i have to ask this one you had one of the all-time greatest tag teams on stage in front of a bunch of people at an arena on live tv what was that like i mean the rock and roll express like hall of famer like legendary icon i mean the names go on and on what was that like when you found out you were going to interview them
1: oh man robert gibson ricky morton couldn't be nicer uh so to be able to share that you know screen time with them was so cool and we were talking backstage and they both kept thanking me they're like oh thank you so much for this thank you i'm like Thank me? Or right. well, like thank you. Like this is this is incredible, right? Um, and yeah, you know, Ricky was like, Ricky told me that he watches a lot of my interviews on YouTube, which blew my mind. Um, he's like, oh yeah, my son, you know, my son subscribes to you, and my son was there with him. He's like, oh, man, I watch every single one of your interviews, and I got my dad to watch them all too. And, wow. And that, that just that just meant so much to me. That like it's so it's so crazy because like you kind of do these interviews in a vacuum, like you know, yeah. me and you were just talking right now, you know, on the phone or when I'm doing my interviews, it's just kind of me and one person like talking in front of a camera. You kind of forget that when you click that button and upload it to the internet, that like other people can kind of share that experience with you. Yeah. So it, it's, it's really cool to kind of get that feedback um, from anybody on any level of like, Hey, I've watched your stuff and I appreciate it.
0: Uh you know, you, you're right, because I didn't know the outreach that I had on, you know, the podcast. I mean, I I look at my, my feed, and I look at the stats, and it's amazing on where it reaches, the amount of people that it reaches. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah. I mean, you start looking like, oh, my God, someone in Scotland downloaded yeah. this? Yeah. Someone in I Greenland is listening to this? Like, it, it blows my mind.
0: I had I had Australia. I had, you know, I've, in, in Canada. I, I figured that but like, uh, providences of China, Japan, um, you know, it's just, it's a, I had Tokyo, like the, the, imagine that you have this global reach and like we were saying, um, at the commercial break, it's just the technology, the way that it's changed is, I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal.
1: Oh, it's changed everything. I mean, it changed the game. Like you know, if we go back to what you were talking about earlier about, you know, being in high school and being a wrestling fan, the only way you knew that someone else was a wrestling fan is right. that they would wear a shirt or something. And you'd be like, oh, my God, is that a Stone Cold shirt? You like wrestling, too? Yeah. you just become best friends? Right. You know, and now, it's, and now it's like you just you can go on Instagram, Facebook. You could go on Reddit or a message board and, like, you instantly have this group of people who are like-minded individuals with you. And, you know, that didn't exist until like 99, 2000, 2001, you know, really with the advent of the internet. And it's changed everything. I mean, the fact that you're in South Dakota and the fact that I'm in Ohio and you and I can be having this conversation 15, 20 years ago, this conversation would have cost us like a dollar a minute.
0: (laughs) We would have had to make sure that we were both after seven o'clock. You know, yeah, you right. know, after seven, <laughs> and you know, is unlimited talk. Before that, it's like ninety nine dollars right. a minute. You know,
1: um, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing how much has changed. Like, you know the the ability to the ability to FaceTime one another, Skype one another. Like that that's that's amazing to me.
0: That amazes to yeah, me the FaceTime, and now they have commercials for all these other you know, uh video things. Like the fact that you know you could uh, you know I have friends in Florida you know, shout out to my friend, uh, uh, Joel Sorensen, who's in a band called bear within us. And they also are as our theme song. Uh, and I thank them for letting me do that. But I, you know, FaceTime him, you know, and talking to him about, you know, wh- how was his band, you know, and what's been going on or we talk wrestling. I mean, even like you said here, but like, look at YouTube, you know, to be able to, it's like a television company, you know, you're, yeah. Has, has anybody. To, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, I think the crazy thing is back in the day, we would come home after school, turn on the TV, and, you know, if there was a show on that we liked, awesome. If there was a show on that channel that we didn't like, we sat there and watched it anyway because that was, you know, those were our options. Um, Nowadays, you go to YouTube and you're you're not forced to watch something that you don't like, and that's why – it means, it means even more to me when someone's like, oh, yeah, I watched I watched your interview. Or I've watched one of your interviews. It's like, oh, my God, that means that you, like, chose to watch it. Because in this world of unlimited options, if you get bored by something or you're uninterested by it, snap your fingers, you can go watch something else instantly.
0: Right. You know, this might be a dumb question, but when you were in Canada or in college and you were in Ohio and that stuff, did you have – uh, you know, every cable subscription is all different, and they say we only had like seventy-five channels when we first were able to watch wrestling on cable TV, and that was just like amazing. Oh. To do that, did you is, did you have to use the little like box where you flipped the switch a little bit and had to go up to a switch to flip? I mean, we had this really old school box. It was a long <laughs> wire connected, you know, to it, um, and that's how we were able to go back and forth.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, we had two. We had two TVs in my home. Uh, there was one in the family room that was like slightly better, and then there was one in the basement, which had that exact thing you were talking about. Like, not a not a channel changer, a converter. Yeah. And you would you would push a button in, and you had to turn each channel. Yeah. Like you had seven, you had seventy five channels. Man, I'm jealous. We had like I don't know twenty two of them maybe. Um, and there was not a lot of wrestling on. There was, you know, not a lot of sports on. It was basically like. You know, kind of. Like we were talking about it. What was on? Is what you watch Right. Um, I I, I got to admit that, though, that was that.
0: we we didn't. We had seventy five channels, but not all were allowed to watch. I mean, you had you know, the the, <laughs> the 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 crazy screen of HBO and Cinemax, you know, and and that. But I mean, there were some other ones there, but they were all fuzzy. But you you were able to flip through. But I mean, it, you know, now you have all this access. I mean, you can watch YouTube, numerous amount of shows. You have the WWE Network. You have you know, honor, um, uh, new Japan's, uh, platform. You have, um, impact plus, I mean, everybody has it and you can watch it where anytime, I mean, you know, Chris, I mean, even our phones, I mean, how has that impacted you? Oh, Oh, it's, I mean, it's
1: changed everything. It it's, it's certainly impacted my career. I mean, I started broadcasting. I started my broadcasting career. My first radio job was in 2004. My first TV job was in 2005. And, you know, that was the dream in the Mecca to be on TV. And now, like, you know, there's so much more creative freedom and so much more flexibility to not be on TV, you know, to kind of do your own thing. You can get, I'm sure I get more viewers on my YouTube channel than I ever got on the TV station that I was on before. And that's nothing against the TV station. It's just that we live in a different era now. Right. And I remember in like, I remember like a real shift in like 2007 8 like you know when the iPhone was invented and you know I still got
0: mine by the way I have I have several you but have the, I still have the original got, iPhone I still have the original iPhone and then the 3G and the 3GS wow. Yeah they don't work wow. or I mean one one works uh but it it's in a box in in the in the storage um in the game room but yeah I have the original the Relic. One. Yeah it is and I remember someone saying to
1: me, like someone saying to me, like uh, you know, around two thousand seven, eight, or something. They were like, you know, everyone's going to be watching TV like on like handheld devices in the future. And I'm like, no, they, they aren't. That's right. ridiculous. We're we're going to want the biggest screen possible because you know this is ten years ago when you were spending upwards of two or three thousand dollars for a fifty inch TV. And I'm like, no, the bigger the screen, the better. Right. I, I want to watch it on a tiny little handheld screen and. Here we are now, man, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I haven't watched, other than wrestling I, and and the occasional football game, I haven't turned on TV to watch a TV show other than Netflix and Hulu. I haven't done that in probably like a year.
0: Well, I, I went a, a decade or more without having cable at all, and I'd always have over-the-air TV. And then there was a while I didn't even watch that because I was always working and there was really nothing on and I didn't have cable. So I couldn't watch, you know, twins baseball. I couldn't watch the the Chicago bulls and Minnesota Vikings. Um, right. I just like to put out there that those are all great teams beyond, you know, everybody else's popular belief, but, uh, <laughs> um, but like, you know, I have to tell you though, for, for being a father, I wish I would able to stream stuff videos on my phone a long time ago. I mean, it helped, you know, keep the kids quiet in the backseat when you're, you know, you're driving, um, but I mean, For sure, sure. but, you know, I never thought that the phones would, you know, be as big as they are now. I always thought that they would stay small, um, like the iPhone, you know, it, yeah. your palm size, you know? Um, yeah. but I was the same way. I didn't think that we were going to watch anything on there. I, I'd laughed at the person that told me that, you know, didn't mean to be rude, but I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Well, obviously I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot of times. but. <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm just
1: excited for what the future's going to hold. Oh. I'm excited
0: for, you know, if this is
1: if this is 2019 and this is the technology we have now like and to think back of how much has changed in the last 10 years like
0: right. An insane amount of change
1: in the last 10 years. You know, I I can't wait to see what happens 10 years from now.
0: Well, you know, we can't go and do this show without you explaining and telling everybody out there about your 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 uh, your motto. Uh it's very inspirational. Uh, you say it on your show quite a bit, and you've actually utilized that motto um, to, you know, do your show and grow it and and keep growing. Uh, um, why don't you tell them what that motto is?
1: Well, it's something that you know I think can be applied to any aspect of your life, both personally and professionally. that vague goals get vague results, and the opposite of that would be specific goals get specific results. And I think that way too many people go well, I want to lose some weight. Well, what kind of goal is that? You know, you lose one pound, you, congratulations, achieved your goal.
0: You yep, know, winner. You <laughs> lost
1: some, some weight, you know. Uh, or uh, you'll hear people go, um, well, I want to spend some more time with my grandparents this year. Well, if you visit them once more, you've now spent some more time. So right. I think it's important in life to get specific about the things that you want to do. And, you know, for me, it's been really helpful Uh, you know, in my career, and at the start of this year, I said, I want to do 50 wrestling interviews this year, so that would be about one a week, you know, and I just started going out of my way to make these happen, and the opportunities are always out there, it's just a matter of whether you want to take them, or whether you want to also create them, and I was, you know, uh, lining these interviews up, and driving sometimes four and five hours in a day, like, I did an interview with Chris Jericho at the start of the year, if anyone remembers it was the one in the backseat of his car um i drove four and a half hours to the city he was in did the interview with him it was 20 minutes and shook his hand and then got back in my car and drove back um so it was like you know it was just creating those opportunities and making them happen and i think that um not having vague goals is kind of like getting in your car and not knowing where you're driving to you know, you're right. just kind of driving around aimlessly. Sure, you're driving, but you don't know where you're headed. And I think that it's important to, uh, you know, kind of check the check the map before you enter the forest. Is, you know, is a is a, is a type of phrase for that. So I think that it's important to personally and professionally set set some goals in your life, and uh, you know, incrementally kind of build up to them. So you know, for me, 50 wrestling interviews. Well, when I did. 10 in two months. I'm like, okay, cool. If I can keep this pace up, you know, we'll be rocking. And then it was, you know, 25 after, you know, the next month or two. And it was like, you know, I I saw the progress as it was happening. And I think that was the, you know, really important thing. And I've slapped that phrase on a t-shirt now.
0: (laughs) Right. You know, it's just like saying like, you know, earlier in the, in the conversation here, you know, you basically, I always had been told this at a, you know, my teenage years but it's it's a good thing to live by you go bigger, you go home you know you just yeah. keep working on it and you're right I, I i love that motto that you have i love that what what you do because it, it it should be utilized kids should understand that you know um doing their homework during sports you know just work hard in, in that sense uh what number are you at now for the year you said you wanted 50
1: that's a great question and i i haven't counted since i hit 50 in like august which was you know, wow. it really felt really good to be able to achieve that. I don't know what I'm at now, maybe 75 or 80.
0: That's really cool. Um,
1: so, you know, and and I think it's time to, you know, set some new goals. And I don't know if it has to be like number of interviews, but maybe I set a specific goal of like, I want to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, and there's obviously paths to get there. And I think that that's the biggest takeaway here from that phrase is there is a path to get to absolutely anything and anywhere in life and if somebody else is doing the thing that you want to do you can also do that thing and they have they have created a path to get there right and you know, nobody's born nobody's born lucky nobody is you know just uh talented magically talented you know some people might be maybe slightly more gifted than other people but it hard work pays off in such a big way
0: Imagine a world where boring DJs play the same 40 songs over and over. Another deep cut by Aerosmith. Walk this way on Boring. Where radio stations play 16 minutes of commercials every hour. This is Carrie from Jerry
1: Chevrolet.
0: And I'm Carrie from Jerry Chevrolet. Where the request line just rings and rings and rings and you. That would suck. Radio doesn't have to suck. The only live, local rock and roll radio show anywhere in the Sioux Empire. Actually playing music in the morning and the music you want to hear. Your requests at 605-215-5272. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Tune in at KbackRadio.com. On Apple Music or on your Alexa or Google Home enabled device. Also on the Live 365 and Tune In mobile radio app. KbackRadio.com. This isn't some corporate VP of programming's rock. This is is our rock
1: and i think that that's that was such a huge thing that i learned early on that if you want to do something you can and uh you know just don't give up and it can absolutely be accomplished
0: are you still doing your uh, contest i wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody about that and get the word out because i know you had it on twitter or instagram uh you said something it's about the always- contest on your show
1: um it just ended the one where i was giving away the uh the big gold World yes NWA championship yes
0: the, the best yeah, championship yeah. other well it's second okay, best because i like the nwa uh championship
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay yeah yeah
0: you had the contest you want to tell some people a little bit about it
1: yeah so Fandu belt that's f-a-n-d-u they make these incredible replica titles and uh uh i've i've have two of their titles and they said, "Hey, would you want to give one away to your subscribers?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'm sure people would love that." So, through Instagram and Twitter, and also on my uh, YouTube channel, we gave away a big gold World Heavyweight Championship to one lucky person. We actually just draw the winner through the winner today, um, and I was—I you know, think we had something like eight or ten thousand entries. Like, people were jacked up and excited to win this thing, and. It was a random draw today, and, uh, you know. 300
0: of those are probably thank you mine. To everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who entered, including you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what a cool prize, right? Like, yeah. For basically just following following someone on uh, Instagram and uh, making a comment, you could win a big gold championship. Like, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think – did you say you are supposed to tag somebody in there? Or that – yeah so it was
1: follow- it was it was simple it was follow me follow fan Bells, and then tag one friend. How was that yeah. you
0: entered i uh i i didn't do like a hundred of those, but i did uh you know I, I'd say about ten of them. and I had friends like <laughs> messaging me privately and, and like what the heck are you tagging me in this for like we're not gonna <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna get the belt and I was like, well, no, my son's gonna get the belt okay, good because if you would have said that you were just keeping it we would have they would have uh, got a little upset about it. <laughs>
1: Right. Right. Well, Well, I'm sorry you didn't win,
0: but I'm sure I'll have another contest. Oh, you told me I didn't win. I was, I was going to go look after the show here. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe, maybe next time, maybe next time,
1: maybe next time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody's lucky, but, uh, what, why don't you use this time? We can, uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, what you're up to, who you're going to interview next and where they can find you. And, uh, you know, the platform's yours.
1: Well, first of all, DJ Barbecue, great name, uh, and thank you for uh, having me on the show. It's such a pleasure to chat with you, and look, man, congratulations to you. You're doing it. You know, oh, a lot of people you, talk about, well, but look, you're a lot of people talk about doing it, and you're actually doing it, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, the first step is the most important one, and it's the toughest one to take, and uh, you're doing it. So, kudos to you for that. I appreciate your time for having me on, and, uh, you know, it's... My uh, At Chris Van Bleach, where you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, the Chris Van Bleach Show, wherever you're listening to this podcast or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Um, I've got a couple of interviews coming up. Uh, let's see, Enzo Amore is going to be on the show next week.
0: What are we going over here? Yeah, a cup of haters.
1: A cup of
0: haters.
1: I think there's going to be more than a cup of haters uh, when you do an interview with Enzo Amore.
0: Yeah, um, that, that's saying it lightly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh so enzo is gonna be on the show uh i'm setting something up with austin aries uh nice. who i don't think has done a you know big interview since he uh left WWE. so i'm interested to do that and kurt angle i've been talking with kurt angle about making the interview happen in Pittsburgh in the next couple weeks nice. so be on the lookout for those if if you um if you haven't ever checked out one of my interviews you know it's, it's my name on youtube and in if you're a wrestling fan, you know, I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy doing the interviews.
0: Yes. No, I, I think you do a great job. I like how you, you know, you talk to him like you're related to him. You know, it's just it's just normal. <laughs> it, it's organic and and, it, and it's great. Uh, you were mentioning about my nickname here. I'll say this real quick since we have time. Um, yeah. DJ yeah. Barbecue is from, you know, I DJ'd back in college and then, you know, later on. I was doing some barbecue competitions and won some grand champions with some of, of the greatest friends of mine that I've gotten meat through the years. Nice. Um, so like, you know, they were like, hey, DJ barbecue or whatever. But uh, here's one of the other greatest <laughs> nicknames that I have other than, you know, uh, Kirky back in high school because uh, of my last name. Um, I was in Sturgis for the 75th uh, rally. And um, my friends from uh, Rowdy Hog barbecue wanted to smoke barbecue that wanted to serve uh, food out there and vend. So we went out there. I was out there for two weeks, the week before and the week of. And I felt like I got out of the state uh, federal penitentiary, you know, when I got home because it was just (laughs) it was crazy there. And it was fun. But I had my head shaved. I had, you know, my 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 goatee. I didn't have a beard, but I had a goatee uh, really trimmed shortly. And I had my red hat backwards. I had red sunglasses. I had my white shirt, you know, the apron and everything Um, walking out in front. And, you know, we're we're on we're next to the Hall of Fame uh, the, the legendary loop, you know, so, you know, all these bikers are going around, people are all lined up on both sides, had the bikes, you know, parked in the middle and I'm walking around and I'm talking to people. I had a, I had a, uh, what you call those, uh, selfie sticks. Yes. I'm proud to say that. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say selfie sticks. So I was working the selfie sticks and everybody was having a good time. Well, this lady, I kept seeing in the corner of my right eye and I had my shades on, so, and I see her tapping her friend that, you know, the guy that's on the motorcycle, her husband, you know, boyfriend or whatever. Uh, who's that? Who's that? You know who that is? And I keep reading her lips and, and I see her say Gabriel Glacius, and I'm like, you know, I look around, you know, because I'm walking back and forth and I'm not trying to make it obvious that I'm looking around. And he's he's shaking his head. He's like, I don't know. And he, he, he said that with his mouth and I can't hear because the bikes, but I'm trying to read the lips. And she goes, I think that's Fluffy i think that's fluffy and she just keeps <laughs> patting on the head so i'm looking towards her kind of you know with this because you can't tell with the sunglasses but i'm looking towards her so i give this cocky side grin you know like mr perfect would always do in the camera and i kind of gave that right. cocky nod up in the air with my head and she went ballistic and she started screaming hey fluffy <laughs> And the guys are going, yeah. "Hey, Fluffy!" And then the people behind them were, you know, saying that. That went on for about four to five minutes. People revving up their bikes. I had people come up to me, and I don't know. I'm not going to say it was a huge amount, like it was forty thousand people, or you know, twenty, you know. But it was a good amount of people that came up around me. They wanted autographs. Well, I, in a split second, I was like, "Okay, I'll do that." So I had some weird little way to sign <laughs> autographs. Um, fast forward to when it got out. I finally get home. I end up getting a little sick. I got a cold. So, and then I got pneumonia. Um, I don't know how or whatever. So I'm laying there and I just thought about it. And I'm like, and this is like three days after the actual Sunday, when the rally was done on Saturday. So I was like, you know, I better text him. So, you know, and I had the self-esteem yeah, I... stuff. So I texted him and I said, Hey, by the way, you know, I see that you're going to be in Sioux Falls, uh, at the fair, you know, performing, um, just want to give it out there that, you know, I was signing autographs. People thought I looked like you and I, I put my picture of what I looked like and then, you yeah. know, on there and tagged in there. Four months later, I get a notification on my phone and I look at it. and It's for Twitter. This is before their, you know, notifications we have now on the phones and stuff. And I look at it, and it's him. He liked that, because I told him I apologized Ah. for it. I said, if you want to get mad, I didn't know what to do. You know, I'm rocking a hard place here. So I just signed autographs. No, he liked it. He didn't say anything bad about it. He didn't get mad at me. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, thank goodness. But, yeah, so now a lot of people call me Fluffy. Um, That's – Yeah, and a lot of people have –
1: Which one do you like better? Do you like Fluffy or DJ Barbecue?
0: Um. DJ Barbecue kind of reminds me of when I DJ, because I really miss DJing. Because like I told you off camera, um, I I literally had a 20-inch desktop gateway monitor, a gateway computer, uh, a CD player, which was actually just a DVD player. And I had Winamp, and I was mixing my songs between those two. And I wasn't using a a fader at all. I was just mixing it between the volume, kind of like what I'm doing now here. Uh, but no, I think fluffy is great. Like some people ask me, like, I think they called you fat. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like that's a famous individual. Like, have you seen his crowds? Have you seen, you know, I said, yeah, I'm going to, I I said, I was going to milk it for all it's worth, but like, you know, it kind of stuck, but like people more and more see that. Like they look at my pictures and they're like, oh yeah, you do kind of look like him. And I, I remember posting one where I was my son took a picture and I did something funny I had my head shaved again like he does now and and I had the small goatee and somebody put his picture together with mine and I've wanted to go to it I've wanted to get tickets but every time you know I'm a dad so I you know my son comes first. Um, he's been to Sioux Falls he he's broken records beyond records for attendance. Um, they, he had people there since like 6 30 in the morning he didn't play until like seven thirty eight o'clock that that night and people were sitting oh camped God. out and it was cold for some odd reason and it's south dakota so you wait five minutes and the weather changes. but yeah no i i prefer <laughs> i i prefer the fluffy but you know dj barbecue has that kind of like a, an iconic thing for me just because of college and that was when i was actually in shape and i was working out a little bit so but
1: well you could be uh you could be dj Fluffy barbecue. Well no, here's
0: here's another thing though, since I've been in the food industry too, now people call me L Fluffy. Because they, they 'cause they they you know, I've I've been so long so people call me a grill master and a chef, but yeah, so I, I could be DJ Fluffy, but I I, I like the whole the, the whole L Fluffy. L Chef Fluffy <laughs> That's a great story. Oh, dude, wow. it, it's it's amazing because I thought literally I was gonna get his his lawyers attacking me because I signed you know an auto, I signed several autographs. I feel bad for people, but hopefully at that time, if they saw the tweet or at some point they did get his autograph, I, I let him know about that so then you know he could make it right. But you know when you got a bunch <laughs> of people around you and you you know you, I froze up. You know you can't tell now that I'm on on the you know mic here, but. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was fun. I had a great time. I, I, I recommend people going out to Sturgis. It's, it's such a good time.
1: (laughs) Well, you and I have been going back and forth about trying to make this interview with uh, Eugene. Yes.
0: So that is,
1: that is going to happen one day and I look forward to uh, meeting you in person when it
0: does. Yes. He, uh, he has his fourth anniversary for his promotion, uh, on the 17th of this month of November here. Um, keep an eye out for that information on, on my page, my Twitter page. Um, you know, the Coda I Radio network, uh, you know, uncut live, um, uh, on Twitter. And then he actually has a student, uh, that he trained also Lance storm trained him too, but, uh, Rich Maxwell to be rich. He just moved to, uh, uh, Georgia. So keep an eye out on him. Uh, he's really talented. He's great. Uh, if you get a chance to ever talk to him, if you can, uh, I, I recommend it. Um, Mr. You're Van Vliet. Awesome. It, he's, he's really, he, he's seen it all for as young as he is. Um, I do got to say one more thing that just brought that to my attention. Cause we will make that interview happen. Um, one little quick thing. How was that MJF interview for you? Oh,
1: geez. I mean, uh, you saw it. Um, and, uh, anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, you'll find out pretty quickly what that whole interview is going to be all about. look, Everyone's like, "Well, what's she like off camera?" Well, there is no off camera for MJF. Right? Like, that's just it's just that's who he is. Like, it's not a gimmick, which is the craziest thing. Like, then you, if you ever see him at a mall or at a hotel lobby, and you try to approach him, you'll exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that's MJF. He's very talented in the ring. He's uh, what you see is what you get with him. Wow. So that I've certainly never. <laughs> i certainly never experienced an interview like that before in my life. And uh, I don't know that I ever will until <laughs> I have another one with MJF, I guess.
0: Right. Uh, you probably, some people will say that he's probably one of the greatest heels of the modern, modern era. That's, that's for sure. That's probably an understatement, but, uh, you know, Mr. Van Vliet, I appreciate you coming. I know you have a busy schedule. We've been talking for at least an hour and like 23, 23 minutes now. Um, that's probably longer than I, I probably expected to do that and I apologize no. for you. But
1: Oh, it's all good. No, I appreciate it. This has been great and you know, it's a my pleasure to be on here. And if you need anything, you know, reach out and let me know and I'm happy to help out.
0: I could have, you know, wanted a big gold belt for my son, I guess, you know. <laughs> I just <laughs> well, get can, it. You can I go just... to FanDu Right, right. <laughs> nope, nope. That that was kind of a segue <laughs> to that. But I when you when you did say that you know you you picked the consistent winner. I was sitting there with my fingers crossed. I was like, oh come on, you can <laughs> No, it's all good. I have I have uh I have a few belts and, and the belts that I've gotten are all for my son. That that's what counts. So I love doing contests. So keep going what you're doing. Um once again thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um hope to see you on Wednesdays uh at eight seven central uh more often on AEW <laughs> Uh, and hopefully next time no one is gonna interrupt you. That's for sure.
1: Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's see if I can actually get one full interview. I'll just give him yeah, a leg drop or a,
0: or a Macho Man elbow or something. I mean, you were trained. Oh you yeah. yeah. Do it. I got confidence. You yeah. can do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks again. No problem. This, this is a blast. I really appreciate it. No, thank you very much. It's an honor. Um, have a blessed day uh, and and good night. Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from
1: former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today.
0: I'd like to give a huge shout out to Chris Van Bleet for coming on the show. Find him on the Chris Van Bleach Show, on all your favorite podcast platforms, and also on YouTube. Do the same for us. Like, share, subscribe. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on YouTube at the Coda iRadio Network Podcast. It's on YouTube. Find it. Like I said, like, share, uh, follow us on all of our platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Find us there. Coda iRadio Network. Our other shows affiliated with the podcast is Uncut Live and Pro Wrestling uh, Uncut. Um, A huge, huge shout-out to Bear Within Us for their hit song, Baker, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify today. Go and like their page on Facebook. Go to iTunes and Spotify. Download their song. Support them who support us. Man... You know, this episode wouldn't have been possible without Remedy Brewing Company, Midwest All Pro Wrestling, Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, and the power of us all, Kback.rocks. They're rock radio the way rock radio should be. Go to all their Facebook pages and tell them DJ Barbecue sent you or, like they all know me as, a.k.a. Fluffy or El Fluffo. Thanks once again, everybody. I appreciate your support. Keep it up. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm out. I gotta go get some food because that's what fat guys do. Everybody, enjoy. Have a safe trip home. Peace.